Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. This is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human scum, this is odorous from Quark. Going to the Fear Factory. This is George Quark, Commander Fisher. This is Jasmine Delegate. This is Wade from Our Last Enemy. Magnificent Two Thousand Feet. He is at Wednesday 13. This is Bruce Andrews Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Gary Green from Sepultura. You're listening to Ever Black Podcast. Before we go into this episode of the Ever Black Podcast, we just need to give a shout out to our show supporters, the Occult Clothing Brand Electric, which love amazing apparel from shirts to hoodies to hats to beanies, dresses and more. Check out their full range at electricwitch.com.au and put in the code EVERBLACK for 20% off your order. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the Ever Black Podcast on Spotify and iTunes podcast streams and see all our video interviews on the Ever Black YouTube channel. You can also read all our articles and reviews at everblack.com.au. All right, on with the show. Thanks for joining us on the show, brother. How's everything going down in Radelaide? Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm fucked at the moment. It's been a big day. Oh, really? Day job? Yeah. Yeah? No, no, actually, like uh, today, well, I've started rehearsing all the baselines for album number three. What? Um, we're, already? Yeah, I know. Well, the other guys have already recorded their parts, uh, so I'm slowing the show up a bit. Like, So I'm uh, planning on going to the studio in March uh, and I'll do the bass parts uh, and then hopefully get the vocals done like soon after that. So album number three should be finished around about April. And it, just in case you're wondering, yeah, album four is also written and mostly <laughs> recorded too. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's so unheard of. Like who, seriously, who the fuck does that? I know, I understand with lockdown, but even then, like, it's awesome for us people that like love, love werewolves. Of course, we're talking to Sam from Werewolves. Um, but man, I don't know anyone that's that productive. No one's that productive. It's Matt. Matt is that productive. Um, the guy's a freak. Like he just <laughs> no, he starts off his day with coffee and just sits down and writes an album. Like that's what he does. And here's the thing as well. Like, you know, I say that they've recorded their parts for albums three and four, and that might sound impressive, but he's also written albums five and six as well. Um, and on top of that, like, I think there's been running for a Bremelin. Um, we're trying to finish off uh, the Antichrist Imperium at the moment, which is one of the other bands. Um, and there's just a couple of other like, little bands as well that we've been running for. He's been running for. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like he's just gone through this full writing freak out right now. There's a lot of material happening. <laughs> That's awesome to hear though. 
You know, it's ah, cool. You know, when people get that inspiration, they just run with it. I don't know how they. I mean, you said he starts a day with a coffee, but the coffee must be like this fucking big. You know how? <laughs> you know how does that? I don't. I, I I can't wrap my head around it. But of course, I mean, let's rewind a little bit because um, album number two, not number six or seven, has just come out, and uh, man, it's called "What a Time to Be Alive," and it's incredible. I love this album, man. It's heavy. Oh, and, uh, all the reviews coming up to it were really positive too. So, you know, I guess reading that yeah. and waiting for it to drop, how's that? It, oh, look, you know, most fans will tell you sort of like you, I don't know, do you play in a band as well? Yes. Okay. So you, you probably know this too. You write the material, you record the material, and then it's like, you know, usually about almost a year before it comes out. So when it comes out, you're well and truly sick of it and you don't care. And you just like, you've got all these people now listening to it and it's great that they get enthused that they want to sort of like kind of talk about it. And it's just like, Oh man, I'm, I'm already kind of like got my eyes on two albums, like down the, <laughs> you know, the straight. And it's like, you know, you have to kind of like, just be like, oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about this wonderful new album. <laughs> so yeah. um, It's been, yeah, we've been surprised by how good the reviews have been because we're we're obviously just like wanking this shit out. Like, you know, we've got we've got other bands where we like really like you know just ring out our heart and soul into it, and that inevitably is just like you know just going and throwing like a big bag of money off a cliff and just like waiting to hear the tinkle as it hits the bottom. Um, you know, but with this, like we've just you know it's almost like a competition to see how little we can care about it when we make it. Um, and well, I had this call with Matt the other day where we were just laughing over the reviews, just going, yeah, of course it's like the album that we, we just don't give a fuck where everyone's like losing it over, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, it's so funny. We can't get over it. <laughs> but that's, that's, I, I, I can't wrap my head around that is it sounds like you, you guys put, everything into it and you know the songs are catchy it's 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 a great death metal record man like i really loved the the first album like dead of screaming like i that was my going to work angry album when it dropped so because i was working retail so i was like white knuckle (laughs) getting there walking in the door like could stick yeah. face in and you need the eye of the tiger when you've got those customer facing jobs you need to walk in there and just be like all right let's just uh let's do this well, so i was right <laughs> on the end of, of of leaving that job so everything was what? Mm. but anyway um so but now when i listen to it like in my job that i've got now like i've been listening to the album pretty heavily and uh it makes me super productive angrily productive but i'm getting shit done even my boss is like, well, you're really productive. I'm like, yeah, it's this death metal. Um, man, <laughs> like, I, I, I just don't understand how you guys can... Uh, two, two albums now, you got more on the way. But when you, from, your, from your position as, you know, bass player and, and vocals, and how does that... I mean, when you get that across your table, how do you keep up with that? Um, it takes me longer to work than the other guys. Like uh, the other guys are just fully in their wheelhouse. Uh, so when I come up with bass lines, like I've got to sort of, it's easy. Matt's a 
you know, he's a genius and he's, he's an incredible guitarist. So what when he's like, all right, I've just wrote this dumb, stupid, nothing riff that took me three seconds to think about, I'll get the video for it. And of course, it takes me half the day <laughs> to to um, to learn it riff by riff. So, you know, it's it's hard for that. But also the lyrics as well, like it's with a, with musical instrument, it's really easy just to like lean back on like what you grew up on. And it, if you kind of like stark, it's easy to do a gallop riff or just a few chug, 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 chugs. Um, you know, and if you're a, a decent drummer and <laughs> Dave is one hell of a decent drummer, uh, you can just tap your vast inner library of beats, which is wired into your nervous system and yeah, and when you get good enough, you can almost just like listen to something once and then do as Dave does, play the entire lot in the very next take. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, they're able to, because uh, they're just sticking to those sort of things, like just, you know, blam it out uh, yeah, yeah. pretty easily and pretty quickly. But with, with my stuff, I've got to sort of like learn Matt's stuff, which is anti-intuitive sort of for me, but also then come up with, like lyrics not only fit in terms of like uh, how it sounds, but also actually makes some sort of demented sense. <laughs> so the other thing, the other thing as well is like I'd like to try and space out uh, between albums just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. With the lyrics, just because that way they each album gets a different flavor. Like you know, obviously it's like we're we're doing the same kind of stuff, but uh, you know, there's definitely a different sort of like vibe or mood between the debut and uh, what a time to be alive. Yeah, okay. um, and I think that uh, that's yeah, that's the only thing you can. You know, there's no, I haven't been able to come up with cheat way of getting around it, but I think the only way is really just to like give it a good long six months in between, like uh, writing lyrics. So it's easy though. Yeah, like uh, they they can work pretty fast. But um, I, you know, oh, it's not that hard. I mean, it's writing words. I'd love to I mean, say it's hard. Yeah, you know. But when you want to sort of set that for yourself, is like I want to try and do something a little different than what I've done before, and you put that sort of pressure on yourself, you can all like, mm. you know. But death metal. Death yeah, metal. Oh, look, you know, as yeah, as the unkind haters like underneath, like all the YouTube vids have commented, like we're not exactly reinventing the wheel here. Um, and in fact, like what a lot of what we're doing is just us almost like mocking sort of, you know, extreme metal, just kind of trying to like almost take it and just, you know, yeah, do it so hard that we're making fun of it. But, you know, when I first heard Slayer, my reaction was laughter. When I first heard Morbid Angel and the first song of theirs I heard was Thy Kingdom Come, I nearly wet myself laughing. It was so ridiculous. That voice, like these solos that were just noises, like this drum beats that just didn't make sense. Like, you know, so I think there's worse things to aim for with extreme metal than just trying to be fucking hilarious. <laughs> but you know what? I, that's the thing I, I guess I love about my extreme metal. You know what I mean? Like in general, metal in general, it's people that take it serious. And then you hear bands that like you just rattled off, you know, Slayer and stuff. And some of it's just so extreme. And so like Cannibal Corpse is is hilarious. Some of that shit, like it's just there to shock people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's so brutal, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's, man, some of your lyrics. I, I, well, one of the things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I know. I know. I go over the top a little I bit. Love it. I, was, I was just going to say before, one of the funny things you realize, one of the, just rewinding a tiny bit, one of the funny things you realize when you've been doing a, a band for a bit is, you know, you grew up and you thought Slayer were all serious about it. Yeah. It's kind of like the older I get, the more I kind of realize that no, they were just like, it's like a four man in joke that they were just running with. Um, <laughs> And, and played very well. Like, uh, and, and we thought that they were, you know, people were carving their band name into their arms. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, lyrics. True. Oh God. I, yeah, but I, I mean, I've got to be honest with the, the, Oh no, no, you finish. Here's my secret sauce with the lyrics. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll just tell you something quick about lyrics. Here's my secret sauce with them. Like, uh, I write stuff and I make sure I go too far. I make sure I write something that is, going to be offensive to everyone and terrible and without taste and you know just you know the worst possible humor and then I give it to Matt and Dave and the label and I go right the bits where which we're not going to be able to release just chop them out I don't I don't care like I'm not you know I don't wake up like sort of like going my lyrics are my children (laughs) you know um yeah, I'm just kind of like I give I, I trust the label, but I trust yep. especially Matt and Dave. And I give them veto. Um, so it's kind of good. Like I don't I think sometimes when writing lyrics, people can especially this day and age, people really um second guess themselves, uh, based on, you know, the consequences that can happen for like, you know, oh no, I I, I misgendered like a, an abstract noun, like in that's last thing we're gonna get hashtagged. Yeah. You know, I write not worrying about that at all. I let I let other people worry about that. And as a result, like then I can get some crazy streams of consciousness like down on paper. <laughs> I, I, I like that because I'm a massive core fan, believe it or not. But uh, Dave Brocky, in my yeah. opinion, was the the king of that. You know, like he 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 didn't give a fuck. He wrote <laughs> anything and everything <laughs> down that was super offensive, and it was hilarious. You know, even stuff that would offend me, but I'm not yeah. going to go and hashtag it. I was like, well done. Um, but you've got lines in here, yeah. like um, was it? Uh, I've written one down. Thunderbolts from my Panzercock impregnate the whole <laughs> world with death. I'm. It, it's lit. I, I love it. That ma- made me laugh. What was the other one? Um, the uh, <laughs> my piss is radioactive was another zinger. I love that one too. Now, now here's here's the thing. Oh. <laughs> what you need to do <laughs> is when you play this shit live, you need to stop the stop everything and get everyone chanting. My piss is radioactive. Crowd interaction, man, would be the greatest thing in the yeah. universe. Oh, I'm really looking forward to mission statement, like getting everyone chanting "hoot, hoot, hoot, hoot" <laughs> during that. But, but that, that that lyric, my piss is radioactive. I was writing um, the last song I wrote lyrics for was "Sublime Wartime Voyeurism," and um, I'd fully run out of lyrics by then. I had no idea what to write. Like, it's if you sort of bother to read the lyrics, like, and and you have, um, you probably notice that that one makes the least amount of sense and is just kind of like probably the most spazzed out out of all of them. And um, like, I, I think I finally hit, I had one verse left to go and it was that second verse. And I was just kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't know what to write. I'm, I'm just out. Like I don't have any bile left. And like I was at work, like I was, of course I was doing this at work. <laughs> 
and I th think I'd had a Barocca that day and I went, I was like, oh, I need a, I need a bathroom break. And I went to the bathroom break and I was just like, it looks radioactive. My piss is radioactive. Yeah. Oh, look, done. And I quickly like then, you know, zipped up, washed hands, ran back and uh, got that down before I forgot about it. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I'm not the only one now because I used to drink heaps of Barocca mm. when I was trying to give up the bees and yeah, same thing. It's, I think you need mm. endorsement. Hey. Oh, how I'd love that. Some yeah, of that I go through enough of it. Some of money. Yeah. Some of the sweet Barocca channel. <laughs> but, um, oh, dude, like there's, there's, there's a lot of lyric stuff in there where I kind of write things that I know will pop up in people's heads at the right time. My piss is radioactive is, is one of them. Like where I know ever, I'm not the only man in this world that takes supplements, multivitamins. So, no. yeah, I, I figure <laughs> it's going to stick in people's heads and pop out at inopportune times. So there's kind of like a little bit, there's a few little methods like with the lyric writing is kind of one of them. <laughs> and of the samples too, like the Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> well, well played. Yeah. That was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have I would have been happy just to like uh, cut it off just like when he's like finished going fuck off sit down in the corner don't move uh, <laughs> you know I would have been happy to just chop yeah, it yeah. right there and launch into the next one but it oh yeah it works just like I can't believe no one's used that I'm sure look I'm sure I'll find out someone has and if you're wondering like yeah we've already got uh, samples lined up for the next album that's awesome I reckon it I got What's it? Well, there was one that I couldn't pick though. What's there's um, oh, Gangster Number One, I think it's called. Uh, Malcolm McDowell, the one where it's at the end of mission statement. Um, get out of my fucking that's way. the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, this yeah. is my show, but I don't know if YouTube will sense it. I don't even know. Let's just, I don't know, fuck them. Should we, um, Should we do it? Well, but my mum might watch this. Oh, <laughs> she's got okay, no all, right. as as... <laughs> all right, let's do that. Let's let's not say that then. Um, we'll mm. just skip around. Sometimes I forget that. I just I get a little loose on this thing, especially if I'm having a beer with. Uh, look, I've I've had to do like a couple of US ones, and like you know, you just get in the hang of trying not to drop it. They freak out. Like it, it's funny, actually. I had um I had a German interview uh, a few days ago, and um. The guy who said, you know, if people could think you're misogynist because of like uh, that sample at the end of uh, Traders and Bastards, which is like the Bronson one, you know, quicker, quicker, quicker. And I was kind of like, how? Yeah. How? And I was like, is it because he says drops the C bomb? Like, is that it? Like, you haven't hung around many like uh, Australians in English, have you? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the Yanks are a bit the same as well. Like, we always usually check whether or not swearing's a go when we're on the show. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm pretty loose with this thing. I am, you know. But in saying that, you're saying your mum, has she, does she listen to, to werewolves and, and, and all your musical No. Oh, really? No, no. She is guaranteed not to listen to it. Um, look, back in the days where I was in Berserker, <laughs> My girlfriend's sitting across me. I'm like, I'm not talking about you, dear. My mom, not you. Um, <laughs> back in the look, back in the Berserker days, where it's kind of like, this is my first band, and I'm signed to a big overseas record label. We're playing live. Do you want to see us? Do you want to see the thing that I'm known around the world for? It was like, 
no thank you <laughs> you know um yeah like yeah it's they they're they're old school man they, they're just kind of like when are you going to give up this silly music thing and go and settle down and like you know get a nice job and find a nice girl and i'm like i already have like, yeah, yeah. i can walk and chew gum and death metal at the same time that's right hey that's it that's it see uh my the previous in can Hmm. I don't know how to just describe it. The the band that I'm in now, we used to we used to be a little bit more crazier than what we uh, were now. So I used to say some really horrible things, mm-hmm. and then I'd have my mum be like, "Oh, show me on some YouTube video." And I'd be like, no, "Do not show," because I I you know wear a mask, say horrible things. Um. So yeah, sure. Yeah. See that I buried them, buried them deep. Oh man! Oh, dude! I had the worst parent shaming one early days with Berserker. Like, um, we were doing a show like at the Toast with uh, FMC, Filthy Maggoty Cunt. Oh, um, and we need a counter every time we say it. It just goes. Eh. I'll add it later. God, it's so weird. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard not to say it. It's just kind of like death metal is forcing it out of me. So we were doing a show with them. And uh, we <laughs> we made up all these flies for it. Well, I think they made up all these flies for it. But the picture, and it's an infamous picture, it's like of this Japanese chick uh, naked except for a pair of stockings. She's lying on her back in a bathtub. And she's just had like a custard enema. And she's blowing it all out. And it's like in this big loop. And it's all land. And it's, it's carrying like some some uh, luggage. Uh, and, and it's all landing in her face. And they've... Whoever took the photo, it's happened just as it's like splattered oh. in the face. It is the worst photo ever. I saw that and I was just like, Jesus. And, and the guys, of course, we you know we put posters up around town like of this as well, and they all got ripped down almost immediately. Um, but we put all the posters like for the ads for the shows like up on the the website. And I remember I got a call from my dad, and I. It, he must have been looking at the website every day just to see what we were up to or what people were oh, saying or something. But I oh, think this is what finished him. Um, he he saw that poster and he called me up and said, I don't approve of that poster. It lowers the tone of your band greatly. <laughs> and it just felt, you know, we're, and at that stage, we're crazy. You know, we were absolutely mental yeah, yeah, we're yeah. like yeah we're the berserker we're the heaviest band on the planet we'll take you all on we'll smash your teeth we'll kick your ass we'll fuck you up like yeah we, you know no one will stop us fuck you you know and dad calls me up to say he doesn't like the um you know the grotesque scatological <laughs> pornographic aspects of our marketing material and i was just kind of like I'm sorry dad <laughs> yeah so yeah like these days they know better. They just do not pay any attention to anything yeah. I do. I'm kind of like, hey, mum, I released an album like on Friday. And she goes, that's nice, dear. So how's work? What's, what are you up to there? Instant topic change. So I'm guessing they haven't seen the uh, the, the new album cover? No. no. <laughs> oh, only by maybe accident. Oh, true. Maybe by accident. Like, because, Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I would have heard about it if they had. They would have just. Planning on traveling this summer? 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB. LB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire 7 days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Just like expressed disappointment and just talked about how my private school fees were wasted on me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I think it's awesome. I mean, the artwork's incredible. I like how it seems to follow through. Is it? Are you going to be using the same artist every single album? Yeah. I think that's going to be cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Mit- Mitchell Nolte. Or, I hope I'm pronouncing his second name correctly, but he's an Aussie guy. He's down in Taz. Um, he's a friend of Dave's or yeah. acquaintance of Dave's. Um, I kind of figure everyone in Tasmania knows each other anyway. Um, but he does he does a few bands. Um, I think he's done work for Psychoptic. And he's great. Like with uh, um, the first album, The Dead Are Screaming, like yeah. uh, we, you know, we were working so fast. Like that the band formed on a Friday, album written Monday, Dave and Matt finished like a week later, me finished the week after that, mixed the week after that. And we were like, let's go all, you know, and at that stage, no ambitions. We were like, let's go all the way. Let's get some artwork done. Um, And contacted Mitchell and, you know, we were loving working at Lightspeed and Mitchell worked a lot, works at Lightspeed too. He hit us with like six sample um, mock-ups. So like canvases, like we sent him the lyrics and, yeah, so he got an, and the album, so he had an idea what we were looking for. And he just hit us with six mock-ups. And like, it was really hard to decide between like two of them. They were, they were excellent. We eventually went with what is the um, massive erect wolf god. But um, same thing, second album, like he sent in the lyrics and, you know, he's kind of like, what's the feel you're going for? And Matt said, um, we're after harrowing violence. <laughs> and... <laughs> You know, and he didn't even need to do mock-ups this time. He just, like, sent us that, you know, um, the basics, the all basics, and uh, says, is this what you're looking for? And we're like, yes, yes. Did it have, it did it have the, uh, the, the the nips, the boobies, boobies the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the terror titties? I don't know what you'd call them, but um, was that? Yeah. Was yeah, that like, um, I think I remember, yeah, it it was you could tell it was it was two naked people in any case, um, but the main thing that I think really struck me was just 
the hysterical savagery of it. Like you can find artists who do more photorealistic stuff or ones who do these really, you know, technical compositions, like, but there was, and, and again, like the, it was the same way that we work. He did something that was sort of like basic for someone of his skill levels, but there was like this strong feeling coming out of it. Like you look at it and you can almost just feel the hysteria and insanity and terror radiating like out of it. Um, and it, it's catching everyone's eye. Like it's yeah. doing us a lot of favors. Um, Good. Yeah. So yeah, we're, I think we're always going to use uh, Mitchell. Like, um, you know, he, he gets us. <laughs> have you, have you, sp- obviously you mentioned before that you're uh, working on uh, number three. Have you spoken mm-hmm. about the direction of the artwork for that? How are you gonna? How are you gonna top the uh, that that cover? I don't know. Look, I think if you go into this sort of thing, like kind of going, oh, you know, this is going really well and turned out great. Um, how are we gonna top it? I think that's the wrong, I think, attitude for us to like go at it at. Okay. Um, like we did as well as we have and i think mitchell as well did as well as he did like i think all of us by not overthinking things you've got like competent people who have been doing this sort of thing for a few decades and just something sort of like magical happens when you just don't try and overwork it or don't try and like think it through too hard we don't have a theme yet for like uh the albums like that's that's going to happen when the lyrics are done so when the lyrics are happening, a theme is going to kind of probably emerge from that. Um, and then we'll hand it to Mitchell and he'll interpret it like in, in his own way. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, we're all interested to see it. I don't think like we could get something as visceral and violent as that. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think we'll get always get something out of him that represents it perfectly. I mean, the first album cover isn't visceral and violent, but it is, you know, powerful uh, and over the top and, you know, in its own way. And I'm fairly sure that's that's probably what we'll see from like, uh, you know, any future out from him is, is pretty cool. There's actually like, I think a book out, uh, God, I wish I could remember what it's called. There's a book out with um, quite a bit of his artwork in there, like that is done for bands. Um, and I think you can order that from direct merch. I don't think they carry too many books. So, <laughs> hey, Dave, yeah, shout out to Dave. Hey, man, direct merch is awesome. And Bumpkin Co. Hey, that's something you guys need. I don't know if you've done it. Have you done it yet? The Bumpkin Co. hot sauce? Oh, oh everyone's doing hot sauce, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, maybe album 12. <laughs> oh, 12. Yeah. I, I, hey man. Hey, shout out to Dicey too. I love those boys. Good dudes. Yeah. No, um, look, it's, it's Dicey's been, yeah. Dicey's been doing the PR for like uh, Australia, New Zealand for this. He's killing it. And, yeah. um, and I'm kind of happy as well to see like how, you know, cause COVID hit last year and these guys, their bread and butter is tours. Um, and, that you remember in March, there was that fucked up week where just basically every event for the next to the end of the year got immediately cancelled yeah, just because, yep. yeah. Now, I know that was a hard one for Dave. Like he had to just basically, you know, cancel X amount of flights and contact all the insurance companies and get onto that. It's just a nightmare. Um, and 
you know, I've been chatting, I, I chatted briefly with Dicey uh, the other week and she's, you know, he's keeping on and he's chomping at the bit for when things open back up again, he's good to go. And I was really, I had a lot of admiration for, um, you know, direct bookings, how they uh, just, you know, did this 180 into direct merch and, yeah. and they didn't fuck around. They saw how things were going to turn out. They didn't sit there waiting for the handout. They didn't sit there sort of like wishing things would turn out or go away. They said, right, we're now a merch company. Um, you know, leave she's, leverage his contacts to get some kick-ass merch and um yeah it's just kind of like fuck that's amazing <laughs> yeah no, hey man i went crazy and bought a bunch of patch i'm pointing it air here but my my battle jacket yeah i'm one of those guys um i got a bunch cool. of i got you know a bunch of patches and stuff it's awesome hey if anyone's watching this yeah. go to direct merch and buy all the stuff because he's got some cool shit up there it's awesome um including werewolf stuff which I need to get. Face masks, patches, shirts, LPs. Trying to think of, trying to think of like a couple of new shirt designs at the moment, like uh, that we can do. That's interesting. Sorry, that's know. just a by the by. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a close up of the, the, you know, just on the shirt, maybe. You know the the boobies. Oh uh, no. Oh, we've already. <laughs> so it's like an apron, like one of those nudity aprons. <laughs> There you go. An apron. A brutal apron with that. Hey, there you go. I don't know. I'm full of dumb ideas. That idea, like, (laughs) if it can be made, then it can be merged. That's right. It's true. Hey, man. But I got to get some werewolf stuff. I I love what you guys are doing. Seriously. I mean, I know we've been, like, having a good good chat, good laugh here tonight. But uh, in all seriousness, as a serious band, I that doesn't take themselves seriously. It's incredible. I think both of these releases are two of the strongest releases I've heard um, from Australia Ooh, um, and internationally if for a very, very long time. Like, a high rotation. Thank you them. very much. Um, and Man, I, how, how good is the start of this here for metal? Like, you know, it's not just us coming out. You've got the new Amenta, first one in like about seven man. years. Uh, Distant Tomb, I think, have something coming up fairly soon as well. Like, there's oh, yeah. crazy releases coming out left, right, and center. <laughs> and that that new Mentor album is awesome too. Man, mm. it's man, they, I, I, they, they were my bands. Hey, like Berserker, you know, Mentor. Um, mm. you know, they, I like the. I've always liked the industrial sort of extreme shit. That's always been my yeah my uh, cup of tea or short bb um it's been my jam so i you know i i really respect what you guys are doing i like where, where you're going with werewolf so i can't wait to see what you guys are doing next and i'm sure everyone around the world you're probably getting just button smashed keyboard smashed with people going need you to come here when it all opens up where, where have you getting most of the the interest from i gotta be honest it's just coming from everywhere like I, you know, to simulate with Berserk was the second album like I'd ever done. Um, and that was probably the biggest like media or press push. Um, and I've done about another nine albums like with various other bands between then and now. And this is on a par with that, if not crazier, like in terms of just the interest that we're getting. So, yeah, like I, I think 
we're good to play wherever we want to. I think the only thing that will probably slow us down is just the fact that like we're we're all in our forties now, and um, we've done like our, our years of just playing overseas, like you know great big long tours and sleeping on carpets and eating toenails, and um, yeah, it's it gets old pretty quick. Um, we're we're not necessarily fans of jumping back in the tour bus like to do a full 30 day like us lap and then run that straight into like a european you know uh 30 day tour as well um we're always happy to do stuff around australia um so you probably like see us get about here especially as this will probably be one of the first places that opens up um but my personal interest would be like uh hitting up festivals um yeah when uh, like when I was last playing live with any regularity, it was when I was living in England and it was with an English death metal band called Mithras. Um, and like uh, there'd always been interest for them to play live, but uh, they didn't have a, you know, um, I guess a stable enough lineup. Yeah. Uh, so I joined them. And we had this awesome like year or 18 months of just like playing, you know, European festivals and, you know, not really doing any small gigs. And I loved it. <laughs> I really, really loved it. Like, I it, I can barely get a pulse going for, you know, a small pub back room of 20 people. But, like, yeah, when you step out in front of, like, five to 10,000 people, you know you're alive then. <laughs> you feel it. So that's, that's probably what's going to happen. But I'll also be honest, we haven't had a serious, like, in-depth conversation Um Matt and Dave are the kind of guys where just they'd be able to play this weekend. I'm I'm the kind of guy where I'm like, I think I'll need a good solid month of just rehearsing like before I play any show. Uh, it's been a while between gigs. When was the last show you played? What was the? Do you remember what, what that was? Uh, I think it was 2013 with Berserker up at uh, Crowbar in uh, Brizzy. Ah. Um, Yes, I, th- I think I was at so that. So that was, yeah, that was a that was a Todd Fest, and that was that was me on guitar for that one, and Damo was on bass. Um, and what the what the deal was, what the deal was with that? There was one of the guys who was um, booking bands for, fuck, Soundwave, I think it was. Yeah. Jesus, I'm getting Alzheimer's in my mid forties. Um, yeah, I think it was Soundwave. So. He was kind of like want to book you guys for like a uh, sound wave. He's still playing live, and you know we hadn't played a show for years at that point. And we were kind of like, yeah. So we organised, you know, we're like we could do this, but let's organise a show to show show you that this can be done, and then you'll see it and think, you know, awesome. They've still got it, and then book us in a sound wave. That was the plan. Anyway, that was the plan right up until about two weeks before the show, and then he just did a music industry and like went completely silent and disappeared um so we we did this gig which was supposed to be comeback slash showcase gig so that we could just play some nice great big domestic festivals um and uh yeah no like it you know the show didn't barely got promoted as well so you know we had all of about 200 people turn up there and it was just you know, I, I, I remember, like, there was a good three or four months of, like, just rehearsal and practice before then. And afterwards, I looked at Luke and I was just like, so did you miss that that much? And he was just like, no, nah, you? And I was like, fuck no. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. I was, I was going to ask you, have you been 
working on any berserker stuff? I heard I heard yes. rumblings. Oh, it would have been that like little message that was put out like uh, at the very start of last year, like uh, new berserker coming uh, twenty twenty. Watch this space. So, you know, Luke told me that, um, and I think by the end of January, I had five songs written, recorded all the riffs, all the bass, um, and I even like sort of you know wrote the drum parts, so he could just like chop them up and he wouldn't even need to you know write anything new just make it as easy for him as possible um and so i know matt gave him a few songs as well uh and that's been about it (laughs) uh yeah i know i know the covid hit and that affected luke's like uh work a fair bit um his work just stopped and and uh you know for me it didn't affect my work barely at all like i just ground on through and so did like you know matt and like quite a few other friends but i you know luke was one of the unlucky ones i think who you know really had to hustle um to get through that year and i just think that death metal was like the furthest thing probably from his mind yeah i'm hoping like i'm hoping it comes out this year like there is almost an album sitting there ready to go um and you know, I, I was I was chasing after it for a while, just like going, is it ready? Is it ready? What do you need? Do you need Morris? Do you need bass? Do you need what do you need? It'll be ready when it's ready. And like and in the meantime, as I say, we've just got werewolf stuff coming out, our dick holes, and uh, we've got like the new Antichrist Imperium, like Sick. album three for that, which we're dragging to the finish line. Um and I'll still got the senseless album number four to finish at some point which will probably be the next 18 months depending on how busy werewolves continues to be so where, where do you record everything do you do you do everything at home do you have a home studio or do you go to a studio <laughs> i wish i had a, a home studio that'd, that'd be grass yeah um no like i Oh, God, it's different for every band. Um, look, Senseless is the easiest one. I've got this 2007 Hewlett Packard laptop yeah. and a Pod XT. I record my wrist center there. I record the drums with Fruity Loops, give the MIDI files and the guitar files to whoever is unfortunate enough to be mixing that that album. And, um, yeah, I'll get them to use, like, whatever, you know, the um, drum simulator du jour, du jour is. Uh, and just get them to mix it up that way. That's the easiest one. Um, yeah. With uh, the Antichrist Imperium, like, uh, and I guess with Werewolves, like, uh, I only do, I, I don't play bass or guitar for uh, the Antichrist Imperium. I only do vocals, but um, I'll do the vocals usually at Ghost Note Studios um, here in uh, Adelaide. Um, I work with a guy called Jack Hartley. So he's kind of like the, the metal go-to sort of like uh, technician sort of guy around here. Um, yeah. And uh, was it um, with bass? Like normally I'll fly over for wells, I'll fly over to Melbourne um, and I'll sit with Matt and he will hear the bass lines I've come up with for the first time as I'm recording them. And because it's he's probably the one with the strongest image in his head of what he wants werewolves to be. So I'll record it and he'll be like, yeah, that's good, but can you just like dumb that section down a little bit? Um, and I'm like, yeah, you got it, fam. <laughs> so um, 
yeah, just uh, that's how that works. And all the all the stems, all the clean stems, are then taken in the studio for guitar and bass, and we give give it to a guy to reamp there. So he's not trying to, you know, match one random tone to another random yeah. tone. He can sort of like really make them work together. We've got a lot more control over the sound that way. Um, so it's, it, we're really scattered. I'd love a good home recording setup, but I think also for me, and I recommend this for everyone. Part of the magic is having someone else there having another set of ears um yes. it's they will hear things that you don't hear they'll hear fuck ups that you will normally give a pass to mm. and if you're any sort of performer or like you know musician you get something extra like having someone actually just sitting there listening and critiquing like you know you you rise to the occasion so that that helps a lot and um it also like you know it, it's good they can just be like nah that doesn't fucking work you need to change that and, and half the time you know it yourself if, you, if there's a vocal that you're embarrassed to do in front of them obviously that's not supposed to be on an album like or if there's a bass line that you're just sitting there going oh just feeling queasy playing this yeah no nah, yeah. get ditch it <laughs> hey man that's really good advice hey especially i mean it, it is hard this you know yeah. whole covid thing and Especially when the heavy lockdowns, I had to go in the studio and, and do yes. stuff, and it was, I, I, I had to do it on the sneaky. So you know, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's. No one heard that. The cops are going to be like, "Yeah, mate, a year ago you were fucking in the studio." Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's crazy times, man. But I think hopefully everything's going to somewhat go normally, normally again. Oh, man, what times? I'm, I'm getting all weird, talky. Um, let me rewind that. Hopefully, yeah, no. we're going to go uh, back to normal somewhat, so you know you can tour and and really sink your teeth into to you know playing this stuff live. You know, festivals mm-hmm. would be really cool to see you guys at. You know, That's yeah, cool. something where we can like we've got a lot of people who just want to like uh, you know get their teeth smashed in and just fuck mm. each other up. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm not really into like you know a crowd of like passive watchers, and there could be some like um, negative reinforcement happening if there's too much of that going on. Oh, dude. Well, uh, of course, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you tonight, man, and you know talking everything brutal and uh, werewolves, man. New album, uh, it's out now everywhere. I'll have all the links down here. Uh, buy all the merch, and uh, I'll look forward to getting my apron. Um, yeah, yeah. Prone to go with the cigarette lighter to go with the spatula. Yeah. Hey, that's it. Hey, man. But full barbecue set. Brutal werewolf yeah. barbecue set. Hey. Well, I, I was going to say, look, the latest, uh, all the um, like second album stuff. The what a time to be alive. Like you know, LPs and CDs, digipacks, all that. That's getting sent out from the label. It's all coming out with like um, drinks coasters with that album cover on it. So I'm like, that's a good idea. Like, you know, we should do a knife set as well, I think. Yeah. Hey, man, it's endless, <laughs> yeah. dude. Hey, I don't know why bands haven't done that yet. I know there's all those chefs out there, you know, like they listen to metal. One mm-hmm. of my mates, Dre, shout out to Dre. You know, he's a chef and he's got a nice set of knives that he takes to work. You know, I'm sure he'd appreciate, yeah. you know, one that's branded with, with a, a band that he loves. Yeah, say so werewolves and a big woodcut half head of like you know a werewolf like eating a baby like uh, kind yeah of thing. yeah yeah man take yeah. all the money 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Dude, it's been awesome hanging out and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do this uh, again very soon when album number three drops in a month or something. I don't know how quickly you guys are planning on working, but um, soon. Soon. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Thanks heaps, man. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much. No worries, man. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 